tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Gene TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Never gonna give you up. We're never gonna let you down. AfterBuzz fans, thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV Leftovers After Show. I'm Zach Wilson. I'm never going to tell you a lie because we're going to start the show. You kill it with the intros, man. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for the line so that I could match up with it. All right, guys. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. You can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Now let me introduce you to my fantastic panel for this week. Everyone's here. Kelly McInerney. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. Roxy Stryer is over on the other side. Did you hear that? He called us fantastic. It was pretty good. <laughs> We're working our way up. Ama- <laughs> amazing can... is one on top of fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we need so amazing. We're going to work there. Next week, we'll get to it. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Let's get started. Yeah. Uh, and let's get Rickrolled. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> the, the writers rickrolled everybody. There's this much week, debate but... on the internet right now of whether that was an actual rickroll or not. What do you um, mean on Reddit? People are arguing about it. Well, people on on Reddit—that's their natural Here, habitat. Here's what I'm going to say about <laughs> Just... that: I don't care. Fair enough. Enough to waste time on that for this yeah. show. Um, we have too much to get to. Yeah, there's way too much. Um, let's let's start with the big topic: the uh, the elephant in the room, which is Kevin and Patty. Uh, cause what is happening? <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time about this show, but Jesus Santa Moses or Moses Santa Jesus? I forget how we. Wait, isn't there one more? Moses Santa Jesus Tower Man. Tower Man. Oh yeah. Who <laughs> I think we'll eventually really have a... need a shorter name for. Well, him. I think we're eventually mm-hmm. going to get to know his name. What is his IMDb name? Oh, that's a good question. That is. Well, let's I get feel on like that. Well, for simplicity here, we can just call him Tower Man. Tower Man. I don't like it. <laughs> I. He's I don't like what you did there. He's going to get Jesus a name. Santa? Yeah, better. Jesus okay, Santa. Jesus Santa. Santa. <laughs> Jesus Santa. We don't have time. Um, but the, it was a big thing right at the end that he, I mean, we got a lot of, like, the interaction here. This is very heavily, this episode very heavily focused on the Patty-Kevin relationship. Whatever that is. Whether, um, I mean, I'll just ask you guys straight up at the top. Is Patty, what do you think? Is Patty there? Is Patty not there? Under the context that what we think is what we think because this show's never giving answers. Mm-hmm. This show's notorious. This show's pretty much mission statement is to never give you answers. Well, ignore that for a second. But Patty no, gave us an answer. Yes. But but anyway. I personally feel... If you believe her. Yeah. She's a part of it. Like, she's a figment of his, whether you would call it schizophrenia or his shamanistic abilities. Well, which could be one and the same... And like I said, we're never going to get answers. Let's get something well, straight, I, though. Here's the thing. For the rest of this panel, I want you to stop saying we're never going to get answers. I okay. don't care what the show's going to give us or not give okay. us. I want to know what you actually think. I think he's schizophrenic. Okay. All right. Uh, 
which is interesting because it does tend to uh, be genetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. When Jesus Santa says to him, who's your friend there? I don't think Jesus Santa sees anybody. I, I think he sees, sees talking. him talking. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, kind of messing around with him. Like, oh, yeah, who's your friend over there you're talking yeah. to? As he's sitting there to himself, like, I don't want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the F up. I don't know what you're talking, whatever it is. I think that Jesus Santa doesn't see anything. Um, if Jesus Santa was like, who's your lady friend? Or was like, who, who's who the she? chick? Yeah, yeah. Then I would be more inclined to believe that he saw something. But I, I don't think that's for us to believe that this is a physical human being. Yeah. Uh, that's not how I took it, at least. That, Did anybody take it that way? I agree, because that's what I thought, too. Because I first thought, wait, does he see him? And I was like, no, he, he just saw the conversation. Because it was a crazy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of crazy going on in Miracle, so he's probably used to people talking to themselves. Yeah, for Jesus Santa to think you're crazy, yeah. you got to have stepped it up a notch. Yeah, mm. um, I, I mean, from he a didn't writing, seem shocked though. He seemed like, oh, who's your friend? I think Kelly nailed the oh, head yeah. on that point. Like, it's that's normal for Miracle, mm-hmm. especially in that town center. Where Especially, like, you, the tourists that come and visit that, like, yeah. want the water because it's special. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they're going through stuff. I think, th- from a writing standpoint, they very much wanted you to question and see both sides of it. So let's put weight on the other side for yeah, a second. For, Say that they, Jesus Santa actually does see somebody. Yeah, for me, I, I guess Patty is a manifestation of his subconscious. The question becomes, in this world of where there are supernatural things that happen, one mainly, is there is there a way that his the his subconscious has manifested in a way that can affect the real world? Not just through him, but can actually manipulate things. We saw it push him, and that's him, and he could have, again, like, question, like questioning it, he could have pushed himself. That is known to happen with mental health patients. But... If he's projecting, if he ha- if him like his father has some sort of psychic connection, he could be projecting something into the universe. Step one: get an MRI and a CAT scan. <laughs> but like, I'm not joking right now. If you feel like you're going crazy and you think you're seeing things, best way to get some answers is to go to the hospital, which I feel like he's unwilling to do right now because he believes that there might not be anything there. That they He might go there and he might not have a brain tumor. Mm. He might not be schizophrenic. He might not have any of these different diseases. And then where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. If this is a manifestation of your mind, where do you go from there? And I, I think he's worried about the answer to that. I think Nora's probably pretty worried about it too. Yeah, I mean, the sort of the, the answer to it is if you approach it if you accept it that's what Kevin Senior is doing and he's going to Australia he's following what his inner voice is telling him to do Um, Kevin is now dealing with a much bigger decision though with his father his father's telling him to listen to the voices he's telling him to listen to Patty Patty is now telling him that he wants to kill himself but he doesn't think so Correct me if I'm wrong, but did we see Patty talk to Kevin Sr. when Kevin Jr. went to the psych ward that Kevin Sr. was in? And Patty was there talking to Kevin Sr.? I kind of remember an exchange between the finale of last season. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they ever... It wasn't ever a conversation... If I recall, I, and I, it's been a while since I watched that scene. Because if they're talking to the same voices, then I think that the schizophrenia theory would probably be incorrect. Because I don't 
I don't think schizophrenics talk to the same person that they can all three communicate. Um, I unless I'm no, wrong. you have your own. You would have your own voice, right? So um, if they're seeing the same person. I don't think that's what happened. I think that she may, she was in the room, and so from Kevin's perspective, he saw her saying things to him, maybe even responding to him, but not him responding to her. Maybe you guys at home know. Let us let us know if you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, and it's one of those things the show does a good job with is crafting that questioning. Like, depending on how you look at the scene, it completely changes what happened in it. How did you guys feel about Patty's belief that if Kevin was really in love with Nora and loved Jill, then he would have told them about Patty when she straight up says that to him? I I, think... Yeah, I don't think... I think that's how she thinks, but I think he loves them, so he's trying to hide this, like, huge problem from from them. So I think... I don't think Patty's right. I think Kevin does love them, but he doesn't he just doesn't want to burden them more, but it, he's kind of or, making a mistake. I, I agree that he doesn't um, that he does love them. I yeah. don't agree with Patty's assertion that he doesn't love them because he's supposedly trying to kill himself or yeah. anything. I think he loves them so much that he and he is so afraid of losing them because remember he's only it's within the last three years that his wife left him for a cult. And he, like, almost lost his daughter, and his son is, like... Pretty much lost his son. To his Mm -hmm. point, for his perspective, God knows where. We know where he is because of the show. But he is afraid that if he comes clean about him being crazy, he's going to lose them. Because what are the options? If he's truly crazy, he goes to a mental hospital, just like his dad. For years, his dad was in there. He only recently got out. Or Or he's afraid Nora will just up and leave him because she can. The, the bigger reason that I ask the question is that I'm curious how much as an audience we actually believe anything Patty says. She says you tried to kill yourself, that she saw it happen. She says she knows where the phone is. She does happen to know that. She says that he doesn't love his family. All of the and she says that the girls have departed. Are we supposed to believe her? Are we supposed to take what she says I as think, fact? I do cuz she I think she's him. So how would he know that the girls departed? Because he saw a it? part of his subconscious that created that voice was conscious for that moment that he saw it personally, mm-hmm. or she recalled him that one, or she trolled him that one time. Mixing up your internet lingo. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I watch every scene with Patty as if she is Kevin's voice come to life. Um, that is not to say that she is not that. That's the there's no mystical element to her. I still think that there is something... Kevin has some kind of connection here that is unexplained. I fall on the more like supernatural side of this, and I like watching it with that perspective. So I think that she knows something. She did say vanished, not departed. That might mm-hmm. be nitpicking the nomenclature, but the mm-hmm. there's a big... But in this show, the word departed is used very specifically. An important, important yeah. thing to bring up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that her saying vanished, who knows, like, that's a that's a big difference. Like, if they vanished because they ran away. What she described was a departure, though. She said vanished, yeah. they were driving the car, they vanished into thin air. Uh, mm-hmm. So she did use the word vanished, which is very important, but she didn't say vanished, and we are to assume they could have run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like I said, it might be nitpicking, but it's an interesting 
I don't know what the writers meant by choosing a different word. Kelly, what about you? How much of what she says do you actually believe? I don't know. I feel like I believe when she said they vanished, but also because we know Evie's not coming back the rest of the season, so I take that. Um, but I do think it's a part... I think she is him, like you were saying, but I think like your like your brain plays tricks on you, mm-hmm. too. So I think... I don't know what to believe, basically, because I feel like she tricks him a lot, too. And, of course, she wants him to tell everybody that she exists because she wants to, like, exist, you know? Or that version mm. of Kevin. Um, well, if, yeah. he, if it's a split personality type thing, mm-hmm. um, it could be that this is that personality just trying to get out because... Yeah. There's this is a very real thing, and it's it, when you have split personality disorder, and which is very rare. But like, who knows what this show is tackling? Um, is that the two personalities become so different that they want to get rid of the outside? In some cases, they want to get rid of the other one because they see it as this other person who is taking their life, threatening. From them. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. It's interesting because depending on how you look at the situation, depending on how you look at Kevin and his father you're going to interpret it completely differently what's going on and even even the moment with um Jesus Santa or whatever it is mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think that I trust anything Patty says I'm not taking anything at face value just because she says they vanished just because she said he tried to kill himself uh and that some divine intervention took place I don't believe her I don't believe that's what happened I I think that she could be lying to him even if she is there she might be lying to him and to us on mm-hmm. purpose. Also, if the car was running and then they vanished from within the car, wouldn't the car have then went into the lake? Yeah, because she, she said they were driving. They were, she said they were in the car driving and then they vanished. Well, it could so have if come she to was a, lying. It could have come to a stop yeah. there. There's nothing to say it was in enough motion yeah. to, mm-hmm. to go into the lake. But I agree with that. And also a moment that really stood out for me is when she said, some people who commit suicide do it for attention – Others, like you and I, Kevin, do it just because we want to die. And I'm not under the impression that that's why Patty committed suicide. I don't feel like she just wanted to Mm -mm. die. I felt like she was doing this to send a message. And I think she made it really clear that's why she was doing it. So if this is Patty, I don't even believe that it's the Patty that we knew on Earth. Because Mm. I don't think that Mm -hmm. that's accurate. That's the thing. This this is not... I don't... in, In any way do I think... Not in any way do I think that this is Patty as we knew Patty. Mm-hmm. It is his... It's a little bit like contact. Like, this is his subconscious putting the face that it wanted to put on the projection of his... of his Whatever this... Whatever this mm-hmm. becomes, whatever it, it is manifest, it's just the face that he felt the most guilt about. And so it, it had the most... It's the face that had the most power over him of any person that he could have seen... That is the one that is most devastating and has the most ability to affect him. Yeah, which so, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, rega- whether it's a, his subconscious or a supernatural being, somebody was out to just something was out to just make it the worst for him, yeah. the worst it could possibly be. I don't trust it. Him, hit, it, her, whatever it is, I don't trust it. Yeah. Um, if not for it's it's just interesting it's like it's not for if not for a fact of divine intervention so like that's the thing is he so whatever happened kevin would have died i mean we knew this for mm. going into the episode mm. but he would have died had the earthquake not shifted the water 
I feel like in that moment, Patty or whatever Patty is, is considering herself the divine intervention. And I think she was trying to say that she that she saved his life somehow, like with the brick attached, pulled him out. I didn't feel like the divine intervention was necessarily talking about a departure or the earthquake or the water. I felt like she was taking credit for that and saying, like, I, mm. I saved your life pretty much. Yeah. Did anybody else see it that way? Or did you guys all think that she was referring to the earthquake or something of that nature? I think she was... Re- I th- I read it as she was referring to the earthquake. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That she was referring to the earthquake as divine intervention, which that whole scene kind of kind of put a kibosh on my theory that the girls were swimming in the lake and that it opened up the earth and they went they went well, in. Well, that's a way to vanish. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not quite how she described it. But the other side of that of her statement that they vanished, it could be just Kevin's subconscious telling him what he thought happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if he truly believes that they departed, because what other explanation could there be at this point, or like or that's his greatest mm-hmm. fear, um, then his subconscious believes it and throws it right back at him. Well, them departing, I think, would be better or easier to grasp than if he murdered these girls which seems like the alternative like he was the only one who was there I'm not saying that's the only alternative but probably in his mind he's thinking crap either there was a departure okay I wasn't involved or I slept walked murdered these girls and stashed the bodies like and then in in a fit of guilt ties a cinder block to his ankle and throws himself in the lake something like that it is actually a fairly clean narrative yeah, um, like cleaner than we've been presented so far. We're like, yeah. no, that actually—it's disturbing. Uh, it's hard to say. It's—I don't know what the reason would be. What would make Kevin snap like that? But it—it's a distinct possibility. Hmm. Um, I mean, do you get? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I—I I, I think that it absolutely could happen. I don't know if it's the way I would want things to go. Uh, because I still believe that Kevin is partially in control of his subconscious and of his body, even when he is sleepwalking. I do think that there are parts of Kevin there, and I don't think any part of Kevin would murder these three girls that he mm-hmm. didn't know. Yeah. There was, like, I, no yeah. motive, I feel yeah. like. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. That's I, Yeah, I agree. That's why I asked, like, what could possibly have made him snap? Because mm-hmm. you're right. I think what we get when Kevin sleepwalks is unfiltered Kevin, mm-hmm. basically. It's, like, mm-hmm. him with no holding back. Yeah, but like, last season, him shooting the dogs, all that. That I wouldn't completely put past Kevin. There's some part of me that believed that Kevin could do that if he was unleashed or unfiltered, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. Murdering three innocent girls, I don't see it. Yeah. Mm. That would mean that something legitimately is taking over his mind, body, and soul and leaving none of Kevin behind. Yeah, which is scary. Very scary. Um, It's frightening to think of the implications behind that. And way scarier than Nora or Jill is making it out to be as they're, like, kind of jokey about it. Well, to them, it's just sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. Um, To them, it it is literally just... It's just a symptom of whatever, like... Whatever causes sleepwalking. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they ask, like... What what uh what do you why do you think he sleepwalks? Jill thinks stress. I don't think they think it's just sleepwalking though, because when when Kevin came clean to them, he said that he kidnapped Patty when he sleptwalked and stashed her in the woods and and she committed suicide. I think so it advanced sleepwalking. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying he he might have lied to them about the cinder block. He might not have told them about Patty currently, but he did tell them that one time when he sleptwalked, he kidnapped a woman and 
and she died in the woods. Like, that's enough to think, oh, this is a little past, you know, slept walk into the pantry and ate some cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot more guilt. From, I'm from a sleepwalker, one. by the way. I'm a total sleepwalker. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes me where really do, scared to watch go? the show. Usually into the pantry. Oh, okay. Like, but so what? do you... My so, understanding <laughs> of sleepwalking is the people don't get very far. But so here, the question for... Uh, Kevin does. My question for you, though, is... Uh, how much do you remember any of it? No, I I really don't. Not one thing. And actually, I hadn't slept walk in years, and it just happened this past year. And it's a very scary thing when you wake up and you're like, "This is not where I went to sleep." Um, I, I usually sleepwalk and pee. Like I will sleepwalk and pee in a suitcase and then go back. <laughs> so I kind of feel Kevin on this one. Like when you wake up in that panic, but I mean, luckily I've never sleptwalk outside of my house. But to be able to sleepwalk, either get into a car or like walk somewhere it's a whole different beast yeah. like and nobody stopped him nobody saw him nothing I, I mean at least that we know of maybe somebody did maybe Santa Jesus yeah. did see Kevin mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's the other thing is that we're waiting to see like who knows who might have been in the world. his phone would have answers but is his phone looks like it, it won't have it it won't give us any but also he, he didn't ripped. drive there right because his truck was still outside yeah where well, he, he didn't drive his truck there yeah. and maybe he got a ride maybe we just don't know we didn't see that actual voyage yeah all we know is that his handprint right there mm-hmm. I feel like we're not gonna get the get like the the Flashback and those answers to I like want you to stop eight. saying on this show that we're not going to get the flashback or the answers. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I said till. I, I said till like episode you. eight. <laughs> like episode eight. I'm just kidding. I think you're waiting. wonderful and fabulous. I love your opinions. <laughs> um, I do want to know though. I know. I <laughs> we all want to know. Um, I think. I think we will get the flashback. Is what I was saying, but I just don't think we're getting it right away. Yeah, they're going to hold that back as long as they can. We still have to jump over to Team Lori for a little bit, so you know, we we got a lot of time before we're getting answers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We still don't. There's so much to do left in the season. Um, but the other part of Kevin's story was when he got picked up by John. You two are having a little classic um, party Ren, there. <laughs> Ren in the chat, W-R-E-N-N, and I can't even... Einsbin? Yeah. Einsburn? Says Roxy is a sleep periscoper. Which isn't true. I've seen those. Uh, I've seen those. A lot of hearts. A lot of hearts. Oh, that would be, be very entertaining. Um, but oh my god, if Kevin was sleep periscoping, that would be epic. It would save us so much effort oh, yeah. in figuring out what's happening. What happened? <laughs> we just, we'll go, just go into Paris. <laughs> um, John. Um, John has this freak out when he thinks he's solved the puzzle because of the handprint, which the handprint, we know it, it, has, yeah. it obviously is going to come back at some point. Yeah, this is when I made you pause the episode as I turned to you and said, I don't think I understand what's going on right now. When they left the, when they left Miracle. The, the whole thought process of seeing the handprint, I, me feeling like he knew who it was, whether he actually believed it was Isaac or Isaac had something to do with it, and then mm. leaving Miracle, whether it was that they, you're not allowed to leave or they just didn't want him to leave, the whole thing. I was like, I don't really think I get the rules of this place. Pretty mm-hmm. sure, I'm pretty sure anyone can leave, but a sen- a, definitely John can leave. It didn't the, feel like that to me. The park rangers, though, that the true border mm-hmm. was the park rangers. Mm-hmm. So the official border, he was allowed to leave. I think the group that he encountered when he was out in the like the grounds with all mm-hmm. the those couple the guys, camps, the campsite, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the campsite, because that was where all of the um, 
the like tr- the the people that want to come in yeah. for a visit are but these people th- weren't that though they no, knew him. I think they were the patrol that must go out there to police the camps and make sure that they're being that not are, being unruly that are likely also park rangers yeah other uh, also park rangers or members of the town yeah. um because they struck me as members of the town yeah me as well yeah. but i felt like no matter who it was whether it had been john or anybody else as a member of the town they they were trying to tell him that he couldn't leave that you're not allowed to leave miracle at this time of night or whatever it was i felt like they were trapping him not just because of who he was but because he's a town member i think also because given the circumstances how this all the water disappeared maybe that's why they were like in lockdown because they even mentioned like they're not letting anybody in right that's yeah. what they no, said they they suspended everyone's mm-hmm. so also just cuz like you don't when you have to when you're on a manhunt and you need to like search for someone you the last thing you want to do is let a thousand people a thousand new people into that territory mm-hmm. it's only going to make it only going to make any evidence more likely to go away and also you wouldn't want to let people out and yeah. i felt like they didn't want to let him out mm-hmm. but it seemed like they didn't have a choice because it's John, as we hear in tonight's episode, when John's like, hey, by the way, that's my neighbor. Oh, oh, sorry, John. Yeah. Uh, no problem, John. He's definitely yeah. an authority figure in the town. Right. I think it was, I think those three guys was more, they knew what he was about to do. They knew he, they were, that he was going to go hunt down Isaac. They did? Yeah. I think they did because they said that he had Ooh. asked them, they're like, they refused to go with him. Right. That's but, why he got oh, killed. Yeah, he burned down his house. Which is, again, we hear the first time that he's done that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's good. At least it's not, he's not a a, a serial arsonist. <laughs> Congratulations <Yeah>. to <laughs> him. So, I think this week gave us the most credence to the, nine, the 9261 theory, which is that the town has a very specific amount of people. Right. And that if the town's official population goes over that, people then have to go down. Right. That, that was a... That was a that was a Roxy theory, but also everybody else on yeah, the internet. It was a, it's a popular theory that gets, and like to a point where John is some type of population control for the town, and that's his actual authority. But we got an explanation as to why he attacked Isaac. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was had nothing to do with population control. It was specifically that he was peddling miracles. In miracle, mm-hmm. and, and because he predicted that something bad was going to happen, and now well, that's why he attacked him tonight. Right. But I'm saying, but last time when he burned his house down, it was because he was pretend in John's eyes, pretending to be a psychic. How do we feel about the fact that, or or what are our thoughts on him drinking tonight? Do we think that he lied about not drinking, or do we think that he really is drinking for the first time? Like, Could he potentially, when he burnt down Isaac's house, have been drunk then too? Or do we think that this is a, a first-time reoccurrence? I think maybe like he had a problem with drinking in the past mm. or something. The way he just opened up drinking yeah. on, dr- while driving, I feel like but he stopped. So I think it's not the first time he's had a drink, but the first time in a while. That's why I, t- I called it a, an oxymoron, yeah. but a first time reoccurring. Like, yeah. prob- yeah. I would say that's probably the first time since prison. That yeah. that looked like a, an, an alcoholism relapse. Yeah. That's okay. definitely how they played that scene. Yeah. So we don't think he's trying to fool anybody by telling people he doesn't drink, but really he is an absolute drunk. We don't think No, he I don't know that. Okay. Yeah, I think he is definitely an alcoholic, 
but he has been in recovery and this was a relapse. All right. Also kind of shows the authority he has by like not caring that he could drink while driving, I feel like. Because nobody's going to do Nobody, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, so he, I mean, he attacks Isaac because basically he just, that's the only thing he can think of. Think of. Like he thinks he might have solved the puzzle. I think when he sees Isaac ask who, even John realizes that Isaac is not responsible. Right. I, I was surprised that Kevin fell for John's trick here because I was thinking the whole time, don't let him stand there. He just lied to you about where this guy lives. He's going to go get them. Oh, I totally bought it. Oh, really? I it. Oh, yeah. no. I was like, no. John, look at how angry he is. Yeah. He did not just cool down like that. So, you know, Kevin is a cop. He's, a, he's trained to pick up these things. I think Steve and I are just more gullible than you. I'm a very gullible person, but this show has me thinking about things from all angles. I'm like, everyone's lying. Everyone's lying to me. Yeah. Um, paranoid. Yeah. I mean, we'll wait. We'll wait to see. I mean, Erica then pulls a bullet out of him. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a wife. <laughs> You're no trying question. to find yourself one of those? Yes. A bullet puller outer? I mean, we all need it sometimes. Like on a Tinder profile. Who can pull bullet out of me? Looking uh, for... Registered nurse. <laughs> looking for a woman, 23 to 35, must know medical procedures, <laughs> including bullet wound care. It, it seemed to me like this was not the first bullet that Erica has pulled out of John, uh, that she's kind of used to this. And that thing, she does say things are changing, but that this was not completely foreign to her. How did you guys feel? But, well, she's... That's her job, doesn't she? Yeah, she's a nurse that she would have, that like... She must have pulled out a bullet. No, I'm not saying pulled out a bullet, pulled a bullet out of John. Oh, maybe from before he went to jail? Yeah. He calls and he says, hey, I got shot, and she's not, I mean, we don't hear the other end of the phone, but it didn't seem to me like she was like... What? How could this have ever happened? Which is a normal person's reaction yes. when right. your spouse calls you, I got shot. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, there's what? a lot of follow-up questions. What he just said, I got shot, and then hung up the phone. Yeah, yeah and he got there, and she was pretty calm about it. I yeah. mean, she wouldn't let Kevin leave, which was a little sketchy, but other than that, she was pretty calm. I think she yeah. was waiting to get answers on what happened into like she needed she needed answers but she was she's just forward, she knows what she needs to do and there's no point in wasting time getting answers when she has to perform the medical procedure and heather heather mm-hmm. barney's correcting us she's a doctor not a nurse not there's anything wrong with being a nurse oh she's a doctor she's a doctor though okay i i didn't, I didn't remember realize that we, yeah. we didn't see very much of her doing doing work in this series so far that we don't yeah right. i didn't yeah. I, I didn't know what she was like I actually was trying to remember while watching I was like I can't remember what she does I didn't even think she was a nurse or a doctor I just kind of thought that she was taking patients because yeah. the town yeah. needed it I didn't even know yeah I mean we'll see we'll but see it, what happens. but it definitely seemed like she had handled medical emergencies for John before absolutely without a blink that this isn't a shock to her like no he, he got shot he got <laughs> shot I'm gonna go handle that this may have been just like the fire the most severe case yeah. yeah, but she's done this for him before. Something yeah. I really liked about this is that I was so I was judgmental of Kevin and John's relationship at first, and I liked tonight the lack of judgment that Kevin had for John. Like he was concerned about him and he was trying to help, but I don't feel like he was belittling him. He was like, "Let's go talk to this Isaac person. Let's get you to your wife." Maybe it's because he feels a little guilty, but I felt like he was sympathetic. He has a daughter. He gets what he's going through a little bit. Uh, so I, I thought that was cool. I never thought their friendship could be real, but now I think it might. 
actually expand to that place. Uh, no one? No one? Yeah. No. Bueller? <laughs> I agree. Okay. Also, Michael Monroe in the chat asked, if, was that also Kevin's dog that we saw with Nora? Seemed like it to me. That me too. But, but the, yeah. I mean, it's a town with plenty of dogs. Yeah, but and the dog we know right now is in... Yeah, is in, oh, is yeah, in, it wasn't. Quarantine. It couldn't have been. No, well, that doesn't mean it couldn't have been. That just means that it would have gotten out somehow then. Would have got out of quarantine and then made it that... Co- it seems... I think the, I think the like dog's still, still in quarantine. quarantine. It mm-hmm. seems unlikely. Um, let's get into... Because we're low on time. Let's get into Nora. Yes. Um, because Nora had her own crazy stuff going on this episode. Because she wakes up to start the episode and we go back to the beginning of the earthquake freaking out because she loses it when she thinks that Ke- like and it's I think it's totally justified yeah, why, that too. she thinks that there's another departure because Kevin is gone mm-hmm. she didn't notice him go away and people outside are yelling that someone is missing that is exactly what happened three years ago mm-hmm. or four, what three and a half yeah. years ago I think Carrie Coon is probably the most talented actress I've ever freaking seen like she's I, phenomenal this, so good. this scene with her and as she calls the cops and the whole thing I, I couldn't take my eyes off her I watched it 15 times like I she sold it so well I, I think she wasn't overly dramatic but it was like you just felt for this woman you wanted to cry for her it was unbelievable yeah, that's how I. That's all I could I kept agree. thinking. I agree. It seemed like such like a natural reaction. Of course, she's gonna think that her family disappeared. Like, and I feel bad because I feel like every time if he do- keeps doing this, she's gonna kind of assume that that she's never yeah. not gonna assume that there's gonna be another one. Mm. There's not gonna be another one. You know, she's. I feel like that's always in the back of her head. Like, oh, is there gonna be another one? Is are they gonna leave me again? And we got that little interesting uh, thing about the set. Her her other job. Uh, working like in insurance fraud basically mm-hmm. for um, investigations into second departure specific uh, yeah. cases and basically mm-hmm. for her I guess that job probably appealed to her as a way to look for if there was a second departure like looking for one that might be real mm-hmm. but also but also go after people who are using what legitimately happened to her? That's how I felt. As a liar, yeah. like yeah. and yeah, go like there's a that's true. Especially that's in in this world, you would need a certain level of motivation to go after those people. Absolutely. And she has it, which is like, no, I lost everything in a thing mm-hmm. that you you're lying about. That's exactly how I felt about it. I always try to relate it to the world that we're living in. And you think about people who claim to be war vets that aren't, and mm. they try to receive the benefits that vets receive. And if you find out that somebody's lying about that, like everybody, you know, they want to take that away from them because it's it's a horrible thing to claim. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was kind of similar. Yeah. Where you're not allowed to claim that stuff. And she was angry with the people that were. Mm-hmm. Uh that that's how I took it, but I also took it. I also thought it was very interesting that she was so positive about this that they were not that there was not going to be another departure because I'm I'm not positive. I don't know how you could be that positive, especially mm-hmm. after the MIT conversation and yeah. all of this. I think she just wants to be positive, like she's trying to force herself to be that positive. But I think I don't think she believes herself either. Do you think she was just trying to be strong for Jill in that moment? No, I, I honestly think she yeah. believes that. Yeah, that. So many people going through a second departure and how the world has changed from it. Well, that she honestly believes that there won't be another one. Yeah, well... Because people have become... I think what she's saying is like people have become worse or at the very least have changed so drastically that the world is just different. 
Well, what she says is that she basically implies that the she thinks the departure was the equivalent of Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. what what is left here is the flood, and the people that are still on Earth are the ones that God has decided to abandon. Mm-hmm. And sa- he saved the ones he wanted, took them up to not necessarily to heaven because I think that there's a she's of course been in, around enough to see that the the people that departed are not necessarily all perfect people or saints, but for whatever reason, and I think she, I I guess I'm digging a little bit more into this than she said, but like from her perspective, I would imagine that she thinks that it, it's not something that she can put her finger on what it is that made these people the, the ones that needed to be saved, but whatever it was, they don't, anyone left doesn't have it. And Mm. there's, they just, they're, it's not going to change. They're not going to have it tomorrow. They didn't have it to begin with, and so they're not getting taken up into God's arms after the fact. And that's just her own personal belief that is fairly in line with what people are saying the rapture would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although there are a couple different theories on the rapture. One is that after five years, everybody else who redeemed themselves go up, and then others is like, nope, they take who they want, and then it's hell. Oh, so we need the show There's... to get to season five to find out if it's the, <laughs> the rapture. Or which two. version of the rapture. Or I guess two more seasons. We have to get season yeah. three or four. Uh, uh, I think that we will. I'm, I mean, I, 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 I have faith in this show. Also, Ren uh, Einsberg says Nora's Ark. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to elaborate good. a little bit on what it is that she's believing, or at least what Carrie Coon, the actress, thinks that Nora's believing in this. She had a really cool interview uh, with Hollywood Reporter this week. Um, and if you guys want to go look, she has a lot of answers to different questions. But when she was asked, what exactly is Nora hoping to find with this move? She said, Nora wants to believe in the possibility of rebirth, of safety, of possibility that she has some ground to stand on to start over. Because once that identity has been taken from her and Wayne took a little of the grieving woman away and then leaving Mapleton, nobody knows who she is. So she gets to, uh, to really start over in the truest sense. No one is immediately uh, ascribing this event to her. So I think it's interesting. She she goes on to talk about it more, but she also talks about the fact that she finds this show to be very hopeful and that, you know, always looking for better things. Makes me think that her character um, is really, does really believe that there isn't going to be another departure and that she really is under the impression that things get better from here, not worse. Which it makes a little bit of a silver lining in a show that doesn't have much of a silver lining. Sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that the most fascinating part about that to me is that she can, that she watches the show as something hopeful. Because yeah. if mm-hmm. I was asked yeah. to describe the show, that is not a word I would use at all. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. it's it's uh, hopeful for her, at the very least her character. Yeah, I mean there are bits of hope in it mm-hmm. overall. It is I just think it, it is a it is not a hopeful show. Although maybe we'll see where we'll see where this season goes. We don't know what's going to happen. Although I think this season. That's what they're trying to tell us is that life will always find a way. Whether yeah. the mom dies well, and the baby almost gets eaten by a snake. Speaking, and then... of, speaking of life finding a way, um, Matt has a very interesting uh, yes. moment where he, he tells us what's going on with Mary. And we had some sort of, we had debates earlier in the season about what we thought was going on. And now we know he thinks that he, whether it's true or not, he believes that he had uh, Mary woke up had a long conversation with him and then went back into her coma okay true or not as true as Patty I you I can't you can never just give me the yes or no true or not no not no it did not happen in real life but <laughs> it, it, not not I don't know 
I want to say yes because I feel so bad for him, but it might have just been a dream. I think true. Yeah. So we've got one true and three I don't knows pretty much yeah. what just happened. I, I think that he on, <laughs> I, I think that he honestly believes it. Yeah. He's not. Oh, he's yeah. not, he's not lying. lying. And it, it, if That's anything, question, it's a then. if anything, it's a dream that was so vivid. That he believed it was real, not it, like some, not something invented or like a lie that he's convinced himself of. I don't feel as if we have any reason to question to question his reality. We've never we've never lacked a sense of truth from him mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that. I think that any times he's talked about speaking to God or whatever, he's very specific about what he's going through. Or anytime he talked about a dream, he's very specific. When he says he talked to her and that she woke up and that they cried in each other's arms and he felt her, I believe him. I think that that happened. And the fact that that happened makes me look at this town so differently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there there, there could even be some more, some real world reasons that could go along with that, which is something that I think is very interesting. Like Medical if, reasons. Me, well, medical reasons. Like, there, there's, cra- there's crazy out there medical theories about, like, magnetic poles and plates and all kinds of things that, like, could affect people if they're in different locations. Right. Um, I don't necessarily think that if she did wake up, which I believe, that it had to do with this town at all. That's not necessarily something that I think. Oh, okay. So I think that I believe she woke up. I have no idea why. And I'm not correlating their move in the first day to be the... I, I'm not chalking it up to that. It could have been a totally different reason. It could be that she did come out of the coma and just learning these things about the world was too much of an emotional toll on mm. her and it sent her back in mm-hmm. um to that lock in locked in state because imagine coming out of a coma after three years and finding out what is going on on this show right that, like mm-hmm. people disappeared which upheaves the world after three years we don't know anything more about it it is everything that else is that going on you've moved because the town blew up basically mm. um now you're in texas no one wants that Sorry, I'm just kidding. I love you, Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice yeah. to see him bring a little bit of comfort to his sister, though. Yes, it yeah. definitely was. Because he's definitely brought her a lot of pain. Um, quick, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that we talk about Jill and Michael but Murphy. can we talk about Virgil real quick with Nora? Yeah. How, how he mentioned, like, this oh, Virgil yeah. has yeah. an ability to sense people's pain. Yeah. It seems like... I mean, going up to somebody and saying, I'm sorry for your loss is a surefire bet that they've lost something at this point. So yeah, I don't. I didn't necessarily feel that especially way. Especially in a town where, at this point, there's only 10,000 people. They're very protective of that number. Mm-hmm. So this guy probably knows the faces of everyone in town. Knows she and just know, moved there. Yeah, knows that she's new. Mm. She's wearing the bracelet. Okay. So the implication, just by being outside of this town, implies that she lost somebody. Almost definitely. So it it's not a huge leap to imagine that he would went that he went there. It's just a pattern that we're seeing. So to so the question becomes, what is this guy? What does he but this think is, he can? But do? this is the same guy who knew Kevin had that prob- had a problem. Right. Did he say the same thing to Kevin? He says, "I you should come and find me. I can oh. help you with your problem." But he doesn't mention what it is. So he's very nonspecific. Uh, I I think that I believe that there is something up with him and that he does know more than he's letting on and he does have maybe some spiritual connection but right now we don't actually have reason to believe that because he's so vague mm-hmm. like oh I, I'm sorry for that day that was bad last week you had 
you know, like it's, yeah. it's too big. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. You're I, welcome. I, at the I very, appreciate that. You feel me. Right you know in here. Me. <laughs> at the very least, it it is a primer that I am excited to see more of. I mm-hmm. want to see more of this character. I want to get more into what he is doing. Right. Um, and I think that's what they're doing. They're sort of giving us these little crumbs that will eventually build up to something very big and very interesting. Speaking of Nora, though, I, I did just want to say my favorite moment of the entire episode was the handcuffs moment. Yes. I, oh, yeah. I thought that she, when she said, I can't wake up alone again, I'm like, oh, my God, do not leave him. Like, this is going to be. And you then literally she, can't go anywhere. Yeah, when she did <laughs> when she did that, I thought that it was, number one, beautiful. Number two, just such a great partner move. Yeah, I mean, there's no, what what a there's no bigger way I can imagine to say we are in this together. Like right. no matter what, we are together as we move forward. I am literally handcuffing myself mm-hmm. to you to prove that no matter what you do from here on out, I will be there right alongside you. It's it was a beautiful moment. It was just filled with with uh, it was a beautiful poetic moment. So mm-hmm. the question is, when he sleepwalks again, does she try to wake him up, or does she just go along with him, see what he does? The worst thing you can do is wake up somebody who's sleepwalking. So she's just gonna go wherever he goes when he sleepwalks. Maybe she just wants to see. It's kind of like our version of Periscope. But somebody in the chat joked about this earlier. I forget who it was. They said, "What happens when he chops her hand off so that he can go sleepwalk?" Which. I think they were kidding, but something equivalent I mean, to dead, that. Dead ass serious. Uh, when you're sleepwalking, or drugs are yeah. I mean, we've or seen, drugs are so he can carry her everywhere. We've seen what like he can. He'll, what sleepwalking, Kevin? Whatever is going on there goes to big lengths. Mm-hmm. At the very least, he wound up. He found himself at the bottom of a lake mm-hmm. for a brief yeah. period of time. So there's a lot. Like who knows what happens? But I think the idea is that she gets that pull and wakes up. And then I, I think we're going to see her follow him at some mm. point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's we're in this together in sickness and health till death do we part kind of yeah, thing. Like, definitely. Uh, even though they're just um, dating right now. I, I loved that moment. Yeah. And it shocked me. Yeah. But the other couple mm. that seems to be forming is Jill and Michael. Is that how you're feeling? Um, well, I mean, regardless of whether they're going to go there, they're like they're become they're they're, they're going to have yeah they're connecting yeah because um, they're both alone. He's very religious. He he thinks that he's convinced that they're departed, especially by the end of the episode. Oh yeah, where the with the orange sticker he scrapes it off from the oh, title he... because he's convinced though they are gone. He's convinced that they have departed, and this is a second departure. Mm-hmm. And the orange sticker meant the exact opposite in every other town, right? In the first season, the orange sticker meant somebody. W- Somebody departed. Oh, I don't remember like in, that. I don't remember. I the, feel like that happened sticker. in Mapleton. Someone will tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think it would have been an orange sticker, but it, it may have been. I mean, the sticker, the marker on the door, is very reminiscent of like Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. um, and that where they were going to mark where bodies were. It felt to me like cleared. Isn't that what they did? With the the with the locusts or something back in the, in the Bible and they, they marked, marked a lot of doors the, in human yeah. history. The, the, but the, I think the Jews blood, marked yeah. the lamb's yeah. blood on the door yeah. so that the prophet of death would pass them over. Yeah. So, uh, That's kind of how it felt to me. I think this was an official government thing that then maybe you could, that maybe the town has left there because they've sort of felt that that is the retroactive symbol safety. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Sometimes. even a safety, just like a an acknowledgement of the the angel of death passed over us. Right. Um, and we leave that on there as a way to remind us that we were saved. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm loving the relationship that is forming here, even though I'm a little unclear of what it is. Uh, Jill 
is looking at him differently than we've ever seen her look at somebody. Different than the twins last season. Different than Amy. All all these mm-hmm. people who I think she was so judgmental of. And now I think she's just looking at this guy. I, I think she is probably catching romantic feelings for him as well. Mm-hmm. But just it seems to actually care about him. I mean, just the way that she was like very cutesy. Like, thanks for saving me. Yeah. It was very much, it's, all it's right. not her. All mm-hmm. right. Cool it down, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't feel that way. I was like, heat it up, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> she gave him the eyes. <laughs> she did. Uh, um, but yeah, I think that the two of them, I mean, are definitely going. There's a story developing there between Absolutely. the two of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we have to leave, let's do some predictions. Oh, yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. We couldn't ever have Evie in the studio for predictions. <laughs> Epilepsy joke. Yes. I, I got Probably it. super insensitive. Our, our listeners yeah. our um, listeners knew exactly what you were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of flashing lights during predictions, guys. If you've <laughs> never watched us on YouTube. Um, which, be sure to tune in live for YouTube if you've yeah. never watched us live either. Um, Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yes, yep. that's correct. Um, all right, guys. So next week, we looks like Matt gets kicked out of Miracle somehow. Oh, is that how you took it? Or that's it? how he got in. I, I'm i sticking to my theory that that's how he got in. They, I heard the words, get back in. when I Okay. Because wa- I watched it again. Because after the first time, I was yeah. like, what just happened? But why did we think he got kicked out? Why? I have no, I, personally, I have no idea. No, but why did you assume that he got kicked out and he didn't just leave? Out, yeah. I felt like he oh, had... Oh, back in, like he went in as a tourist and then had to get, yeah. wanted to get back in afterwards. Okay. I could buy that. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. And this, and this is a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I'm not sure. I I don't buy anything right now. That that well, that makes a lot more sense than what I had thought, which was that like he had somehow at the top of the episode gets kicked out and then is trying to get back in. Well, that might be because he left the church grounds where we know he's supposed to be living. Maybe he tried to. I don't know. He could have gotten kicked. It out. was. We did have that theory that he's not allowed to leave church grounds, right? And that he um, snuck into. That he snuck into Miracle to begin with. If he snuck in, then that would that would explain and like the church. If the church is like an embassy of sorts, where you let the church do their thing, or did he? Yeah, I mean, we we know that from the preview. The missing girls have been spotted. Also, we don't know if that's actually true, but yeah. maybe he's maybe this isn't a flashback. Maybe he's currently trying to look for something, trying maybe. to help mm. and look mm-hmm. for wherever they are. Who knows? But. Um, if it's anything to the caliber that like episode three was last year, which was Chris Rackleston's sort of solo episode, mm-hmm. I am so excited because he did a fantastic yeah. job with that one. That was yep. my favorite. Um, so watching an hour of Chris Rackleston, I'm in <laughs> all day. I'm with you too, and I'm excited to see more of Mary. Any other predictions, guys? Um, I'm sticking to the 9261 theory, which is that town can only have that specific amount of people. And that if if they don't, that's what it is. Also, IMDb claims Evie's coming back in the final episode. But it's IMDb, so who knows? Also that Dr. Goodhart comes back. I don't believe that the girls have actually been spotted. I don't think it's them. Yeah, I I doubt it. That would feel easy. I remember that a lot of people predicted when we saw them running naked that that actually wasn't in real time. That that was either in the future or something. Mm. Or like a different alternate universe kind of thing so maybe huh. we see if we do see them again whether yeah. it is in the finale uh, the season finale maybe that's what they're doing somewhere yeah interesting or yeah. I mean there is the more 
the more linear theory that Dr. Goodhart, the guy we the guy taking the water samples in mm-hmm. the very first episode, he kidnapped them and then they eventually break free. But that doesn't strike me as this show. No. No. That would be interesting, though. That's that's a completely different show. That's True Detective. That's that's, that's too nonlinear for this show. This show does a lot of nonlinear storytelling across episodes. But that is... To just to rewrite, I call that linear for this show. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> no, to go like back it. and rewrite it like that would be, I think, overly confusing to the audience. It does that doesn't read yeah. like something that they would do creatively. Well, because then you could explain that, and that, that, that's not the show. We'll have bag. to see. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. have to see. He, I could see him getting brought in for questioning. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna get brought in, Kevin, because of his palm print. He might get yeah. brought in. I feel as a cop, his his prints have to be in the database. Mm-hmm. Did uh, they do anything with the print? They, they said they, they were the sending. The, yeah, they said they were sending the car to Austin. Oh, yeah, okay. they, I assume they just didn't have the forensic capabilities in the t- there, in this yeah. small mm-hmm. town and a small par- uh, park. Like, it's a national park, effectively. Mm-hmm. So they don't. I don't think they have a big police force. They just have like security guards, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they send it to Austin to get analyzed, and that's where they'll do the track down the prints and everything. Alright guys, that's gonna do it for AfterBuzz TV's Leftovers After Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next week, Steve Kaufman, where the people keep up with you? People can keep up with me at Steve Kaufman on Twitter. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. They can also find me right here, right now. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. Hey guys, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N, and a whole host of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow, a bunch more. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 